Hello and welcome back to Black or Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the third episode of The Sandman on Netflix. This is Dream a Little Dream of Me, written by Jim Camp Polongo and directed by Jamie Childs. I gave this episode an 8.7 out of 10. I had reservations if I was going to like the adaptation uh, from the from the series more so than I liked the adaptation of this episode of this particular chapter. What is it the Sandman number three? Uh, that issue. I had an inclination I was going to be harsher on it than than uh, maybe someone who hasn't read it because it is very very close and dear to me i enjoyed that arc so much in the audio version mind you but because i was so attached i knew i was going to probably be biased but for the most part i i enjoyed this episode uh any points taken away from it is not necessarily um because there was any imperfections or things I would have wanted better just I had a different thought in my mind and unfortunately that was prevalent and and interfered a bit with uh how some of things were unfolding before we do jump into the review wherever you listen to this podcast it's your iTunes or is it Apple podcast now Spotify Podbean Get out to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for Sandman or any other show that I do, blackercouch at gmail.com. Let's discuss the Ethel Cripps and her son, John Burgess, because that is, for the most part, a rather simplistic storyline. She continues the conversation with her son who has the ruby she wants them to return it to dream to avoid his wrath for having stolen it from him Uh, but she points out that she didn't steal it however or he pointed out like you stole it from my father uh, but john stole it from her he also changed it so that it only listens to him now which is i can see a bit of a problem he's too dangerous to be left alive it is alluded to that john had that john had done some bad things saying he didn't mean to hurt anyone she's like you didn't hurt anyone you killed people and the fact that you don't understand that that's terrible is the reason why i have you locked up for your protection she tells him the full story about his father that he was able to deduce because she always told him that his father died uh and died before he was born and she says your your father was an asshole piece of shit who wanted to abort you now for that bitch and while it's a harsh truth uh it is the truth he knows that she has been living a duplicitous life for a very long time 
and she realized that all she's ever tried to do was protect her son and in an effort to persuade him or dissuade him from using the ruby once again she passes on the protection amulet to john and immediately dies because she's been alive for 119 years and that's the thing that's been keeping her as youthful as she's been and she turns to dust in his arms and then the guy comes in like what did you do to her what did he say well i do not think john has any uh jolly intentions these uh these guards or this guard in particular knowing like you saw what happened all you gotta do is look on the security footage or i don't know is that door not is that window not supposed to be double pane <laughs> what do you mean what did you do to her i didn't do anything to her well i'm gonna shoot you i understand but this is not an actual you know prison seems like she has kept you in this institution or maybe it is an institution and i'm yeah may, actually i think i am incorrect there i think it's the institution but she came to visit him in said institution i don't think they made that clear in the first episode it felt like it was a private uh place for just him but now with all the guards it's possible at least that it is a, a institution with several other patients and he makes his escape and anyone who tries to harm him is immediately liquefied into human goo oh here they clarified it to me she did travel to buffalo new york to an institution so yes that makes a lot more sense um she knows that he has this obsession with ruby like with morpheus ruby like uh we can create our own reality we don't have to do things the way that he wants to do which of course falls in line with corinthian who has been and has uh precipitated this meeting between mother and son so that he can or he has the power to possibly be an adversary against morpheus because not only does he have one of his tools but his tool is now corrupted and only obeys him according to him but seeing what happened with the sand this episode is it fair to ask that john's connection to this ruby may have uh corrupted him but on the other hand his father was supposedly a mage of some they said he was a hack in the show uh so it could just be that he is just very good at alchemy or whatever the case may be i don't know how you uh you repurpose a ruby but i suppose we shall see but he ends up leaving the facility he gets a coat now this is very reminiscent of the comic and corinthians like i just want you to get to where you're going because he is setting him on a collision course with morpheus believing that he is going to take down his master so his master can no longer imprison him not much else happened with the conversation between mother and son other than this has been like he points out that she's always been rather a deception 
uh, manipulative, but she is like, I only wanted the best for you. And that does seem very on par with the characterization Ethel in the books, who did very much care about her son. Uh, except we discussed in the spoiler section last week, it was a different character that had this particular amulet. Um, and because there's not much I want to talk about differences in, in any spoiler section, really, uh, the fact that he has the amulet, that was something he did not get, right? Am I not? Yes, that is correct. The amulet was taken by Ethel. Oh, did she pass it to? I can't remember. I know he had the ruby. I'm not quite sure he had the amulet. I don't think he did. Uh, that would protect him from other people. Because I feel like if he had that. Or maybe he did get it in the mail. And that's what. Uh, it's been a while since I've read the book. Or at least this part of the book. He, It's possible he did have that. Moving on to the other storyline. Which is the uh, Morpheus and Constantine arc. We get a code open with Constantine as she goes to a bar or some type of uh, establishment where a young girl is there. She tells her it's okay, I'll handle things. Her father has been trying to resurrect demons. And now she has to clean up his mess. The girl wants to help. She says no because you're a little girl and you're safer with your father. And then little kids do always what they're gonna do. Which in my opinion is perfectly logical to just lock them in cloud. Like if you knew that little girl, like let me follow you. She ain't gonna wanna stay there with her daddy and her daddy ain't gonna make her stay there. So at that point, I'm like, you know what? On the safe side, let me just lock you somewhere up. (laughs) While all of this uh, demonic shit is going down. We saw her going into the room. But we don't see the ending of the scene until much later when she's having a nightmare. Uh, She wakes in a cab, gets out. There's a woman across the street. She says he's back. Who? The Lord of Dreams, the Endless, Morpheus. She thinks it's a child's tale. But she's like, it ain't no fucking child's tale. I'm 150 fucking years old. I know my shit i told you what did i tell you didn't i tell you because i told you mm-hmm. and when did i tell you a long time ago and what did i say will happen when i told you exactly what just happened i did laugh when immediately after telling her that she turns around and he's like what's up yeah i'm morpheus you have something Wait, we have unfinished business she says get in line and goes into a church in the church she meets up with the uh <laughs> i don't know what to call these church officials the priest and uh i was laughing at their conversation like after this would you like to get drinks who gets drinks out of a after an exorcism she says the princess is uh been possessed she's like i ain't doing no shit for the royals no more this is hysterical hysterical to me uh if you know anything about english history (laughs) so i got a good kick out of this and she's like no 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 just i'll triple your fee okay just do me the solid um she ends up going to see the princess because she also wants to marry kevin who is a football player which also means soccer 
not football in the in the UK. He's fit. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off at this whole like I don't know why I love the priestess woman, but I loved her. She's like, fine, let's do the marriage. And while she's doing the marriage, it's a uh, cause she's like, let me get your shirt. It's a hoax or it's a uh, cover for her saying what she needs to to uh entice the demon out or call forth the demon except it's not in the princess as one would expect especially since she seemed to have broken his hand to get him to say yes but kevin i love the effect of having him being like choking like i don't know what's wrong i don't know what's wrong with me oh there's this huge fucking hand coming out of my throat and then it just rips his skin off (laughs) i want nothing to do with this body and we get the full version of the demon oh i forgot his name because she's like tell me your name and he's like uh no i'm not gonna do that because that's gonna get you to cast me back down to hell and i ain't about that life morpheus comes in and says what his name is but he's like oh i ain't seen you in a while i ain't used to seeing you without your helmet how about you help me out and i tell you where your helmet is because you know i might know the demon that's holding on to it morpheus considers this constantine says i got a job to do and i plan on getting paid for it so she casts him back to hell i love when he said you you must obey the order he commanded you you must listen to the commands of the endless i'm like he ain't commanded nobody it would seem without any of his tools she starts to give him some time a day like okay well maybe i'll help you find this patch pouch of sand that you need but i'm going to get some rest and do it tomorrow by the way is that your raven because now he has a raven and his name is matthew he recently died and he wasn't a great person in life that's all we know about him lucian who he considers his master (laughs) has prepped him for the fact that morpheus is not going to want his company and he says look uh she said she was gonna you were gonna say this and that but i can help you you need help and she's getting away he says i already had a raven raven and i don't want another one uh because the lord of dreams always does have a raven he then is able to trace where constantine is via her nightmare and we see in this flashback that the little girl while she's performing the exorcism or the rite of passage whatever the fuck the little girl will come in uh, and she gets taken and all that's left is her severed arm and that's that's what happens when you don't fucking listen to the adults kids how about i do anyway you gonna learn today he tells her that he could take that dream from her he tells her that if he doesn't get the pouch like this is going to be terrible for everybody she starts talking about burgess how he kept some demon in his basement or something for all this time and she realizes that he's been the prisoner of burgess all this time and that causes her to have a huge amount of empathy and morpheus does not he does a really good job of not emoting but doing the actors doing it very well with his eyes like he doesn't want the sympathy uh or the pity but one can't help but feel something because you're a human like oh shit that must be fucked up 
that you were locked away at the hands of anybody because no one wants to be a slave no one no one deserves or to be put in chains or to be put somewhere without their permission it's just on a base level of humanity it's wrong i know some people in the south still trying to catch up but um (laughs) it's not anyone would reasonably go that's fucked up my bad so uh she says that she remembers or he he uh, finds a photo of her and another woman and she says or he says you were happy here and she realizes that's where the sand is she left it with her ex-girlfriend by the name of don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me shit i forgot already (laughs) dang it i thought i was gonna remember her name because it was a name i should remember oh if it comes to me i'll let you know but they go to her house uh she tried she's like look i basically left her i went on a job and never came back never told her why i left because people around me always die and thus i i'm afraid to get in relationships with people and she doesn't think she's gonna want to see her but she does want to see her (laughs) and oh that's the that's the viker was erica her name was rick the vic because i thought that was a funny name but she's like have you ever been in or love is miserable or something to that effect and he doesn't disagree with that uh for book readers that would be a hint hint wink wink she gets there thinks she's not even gonna let her in she does (laughs) my question and they did not provide an answer whatsoever is if homegirl was in the bed dying with the sand in her hand how the hell did she (laughs) buzz her in the what i you know just a small question but she gets up to the room she tells uh him he's not gonna come up and because he's like i'm gonna go with you everywhere she says she's gonna go but she says you're not gonna be here for this uh reconciliation or lack of and he's left outside matthew joins him like look i know you don't want a a raven because you know you loved your last raven so much (laughs) he's like look jessamy died trying to save me and that shit hurt my soul more than i thought it was gonna hurt my soul i don't need that trauma anymore in my life he's like never mind that you need help okay you need help and i'm telling you about humans they're dubious as fuck you don't know what the hell they're doing up there and then it flashed up to them kissing you touch my ta-la-la. unfortunately uh, as she confronts her about the fact that you know you don't care about the people that the the collateral da- damage you leave behind constantine is brought out of the dream and he tells her uh this shit was not this is the real her and when she walks in the bedroom actually i got the yes it's it's coming back to me from the books a bit but uh she gets in there she's pulled into the dream and then she realizes that she's just been holding the sand it's been keeping her alive it's not meant for humans to be playing around with and unfortunately there's not much that they can do so he turns to leave 
but she calls him out of being pretty much heartless like you want to save humanity you know start with her because uh, she is suffering right now she didn't ask to have the sand in her possession i left it because i left and i left something dangerous in her possession and that shit is on me and so she uh or he tells her to leave the room and he tosses i don't know why she needed to leave the room for him to toss sand on her but (laughs) she tosses sand on her and she is she died in her sleep in a very pleasant dream is what he gives her before leaving and letting her know that she died peacefully she wishes him all the the luck and he tells her you will no longer have that nightmare that's something he was able to do for her is take that nightmare away so she can get some sleep uh because uh she he she thinks that he equates her the same as burgess and she's like i'm not like him and he's like no you aren't like him because <laughs> that's someone who practices or you know so to so practices magic and that's what constantine does constantine is a human but is uh, a mage so matthew's like where where do we go next and he's like um we don't go anywhere i'm going where i need to go and you need to go back to the dreaming like i told you to and he's like well how about i just help you on this next mission and then we don't have to have this conversation anymore (laughs) which is basically stop telling me to go back because i'm not and he says uh i suppose and he's like well where are we going to hell like in hell hell maybe you know maybe that's not such a great idea maybe lucian was maybe we should tell lucian that we're going to hell you know what fuck it let's go what i liked about this episode is exploring exploring morpheus being re-entered into society after he's been lord of the dreams and he's rather unexpectedly been humbled in some ways because he's been weakened he needs help he has to depend on his friends uh or his or people who are willing to help him like lucian to watch his back and he's not used to dealing with these rather new emotions and he sees the guilt that constantine feels versus his initial reaction i came what i got for came what i got for came what i got came i got what i came for that's what i was like i'm saying this wrong i know i am and thus he doesn't feel that need to to uh essentially put her out of her misery until constantine doesn't even call him on his duties but he really feels bad for constantine he knows that she's a different person and then seeing her nightmare and what she lost uh, and how that's still haunting her i think that that was a huge step for morpheus and in uh and really connecting with the humans that he that he deals with outside of his realm we do have feedback for this episode so let's hop into the mailbag mail motherfucker 
What up, Stina? This is Mimi. This is my feedback for the Sandman um, episode three of season one. I freaking love this episode. It was like visually amazing. Like, I feel like we learned a lot. Constantine, I don't like I assumed it was going to be like like somewhat of the Constantine that in the lore that I've learned, like I agree the Constantine and um freaking legends was fucking terrible like he is literally the reason i fucking stopped watching the the show like it was just it started with him and then it just spiraled and the fact when they made him like a regular i was like yeah i'm done like i can't this this show is gonna get stupid and i don't want to i can't do it i know i'm pretty sure we've seen constantine um in doom patrol am i making that up I don't know that I liked him. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I did. Um, there was a show we watched, Constantine. All the only Constantine I can remember is the one from the movie um, Neo. That's not his name. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, and I, I freaking love that movie. So I personally um, had no expectations. Um, I know you read the book or the audio book or you listen to the audiobook so you have an understanding and i know you said constantine is this joanna constantine was a was a gender bent character i'm assuming it was originally john constantine um okay since dc actually makes sense but i freaking loved i loved it everything about it like the way we were introduced to her i like how it started and then we didn't know what happened and then the way they flashed to like what happened to her niece that was terrible by the way i love when she was going to meet was it rick the vic is that or vic the rick i don't know what she called that lady priest but i think it was uh rick the vic but when she was walking up there and he was like yeah um morpheus is he's he's free and he's coming for his stuff and she was like okay (laughs) i don't know what they got to do with me um i forgot she ended up with the sand um the ethel gave it to her but it was so funny in that uh lady outside the the church was like i'm 280 something years old i know these things like damn is every is everybody supernatural around here um and i was trying like i'm trying to remember how i remember the name morpheus but the only name sake i can think of is from the matrix but i know there's another one if you know who i'm talking about if he's from a book or a movie other than the matrix please remind me because it's driving me crazy that i can't remember um but yeah morpheus is this is is uh dream the dreaming is it dreaming or the dreaming i know i think it's dreaming um um i loved like the special effects of when the demon was like pulled out of the human like first of all if that's how y'all like unpossessed people what's the point of unpossessing them the man ripped the human into shreds coming out of him like 
I mean, I feel like if that's the case, once you become possessed by a demon, might as well leave him in there because y'all gonna kill me trying to get him out. Like <laughs> the way he like he like he started coming out of his mouth with his hand, and then he like ripped his body. The special effects was the bomb. It was amazing, disgusting to watch, but it just like it just set the tone. Like once I saw that, I was like, yeah, this episode is gonna be the bomb, and I was not wrong. Um, I liked every every second about it um i i loved um the way that um when when joanna constantine was like um what what was it roderick borges like he i was told he was a hack and then he had a devil he had the devil locked in his basement it's crazy how rumors like always like stem for some type of truth like clearly people would have known like because he had guards down there for a century well there had to be a century like Roderick had it for 10 years and they always had someone watching it so things like that would get out like you know they have us watching this thing he won't let us out I guess that's where he gets his powers from so it was kind of cool and it was like it wasn't the devil it was you like that's crazy um like yep and i it seems as though like morpheus doesn't really interact with humans even before roderick it doesn't seem like he has a lot of like human humanity is the right word a lot of empathy or sympathy for humans um it seemed like you know because what happened to what's her name nancy Joanna's ex-girlfriend like with her leaving her to stand because like when she first came to see her and like we got that interaction and it turned out to be all fake it seems as though like if I'm interpreting this situation correctly she left her six months ago she was in the bed holding the sand the sand helps you dream sleep so was she just in the bed like daydreaming the whole time and she was so thin and slim and like barely functioning clearly she like starved herself to death like that was so sad but then she's like you know you were all just Roderick gorgeous to you like you say you care about humanity and you do it you got to get all of your your trinkets and your belongings for that for humanity but you don't care about us you won't even help her I mean, I didn't think he could do much. Like, she was dying. He he already, like, I don't think he has the ability to bring people back to life. That's not his, uh, that is not his gift. And I know Roderick was like, you should be able to do it. Like, I don't think he could. Why, like, if all of the, if they have all each other's powers, what, why would they need to stay out of each other's realm? That's neither here nor there. Um, the other thing I would talk about is, like, the, the crow. No, no, no. Wasn't a crow's a raven. And I get, I don't, it doesn't seem like Jasmine was ever human. She was always his sidekick. But this raven used to be human. His name is Matthew. And he died. And then Lucian, like, turned him into, like, reincarnated him. So is that, is that what Lucian's, Lucian's power is? He made it seem like she's a librarian. He's like, you know, she's the boss. And he's like, she is not my boss. Like, I don't know. I'm starting to think she is a boss. 
she might not be your boss but she's a boss bitch i love that she uh she was like look he's gonna be fighting against this but just stay with him because he needs you um matthew seems a little bit bitter um i don't i wonder why she picked him specifically if he was a shitty ass human being maybe this is his way to uh, to a uh, pendants like what is the word i'm looking for this is how he's gonna you know redeem himself i guess um because he was a shitty human now you gotta be a raven for all eternity and help morpheus i'm not sure but i'm interested in his voice sounds really familiar but i don't like googling stuff when I don't watch an entire series because I'll, I've gotten spoiled that way. So I don't want to look up anything for the Sandman. But if you recognize the, if you know Matthew's the actor who's playing the, the voice actor, if you know the real person's name, let me know because I know I recognize it, but it's like, like on the tip of my tongue. His voice sounds so familiar. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is um, Ethel um and her trying to save her son because she knows that um morpheus is back and he's gonna be looking for his ruby and the fact that his son or her son alternate altered the ruby so it only works for him that's gonna be some shit i'm assuming he's gonna be the villain um i recognize him from from harry potter he played lupin i don't know exactly what the character john is that are we supposed to be calling him john or does he have another name i don't know but the fact that he already crossed paths with um corinthian we'll see he gave him his jacket which means he knows who he is and he and he wants him to make it to whatever destination he wants i'm curious to see where this storyline goes and just a side note like the way that amulet works how it like like they would shoot at him and then they would like disintegrate and explode it was fucking gross that's a terrible way to die but i mean i guess it would be pretty quick you wouldn't suffer so i guess that's the best way if you're gonna be murdered to go your family's not gonna be able to identify your body but you're gonna have a, a closed casket ceremony but you know at least you didn't feel pain um anyway i think that's all i have i just really wanted to send this because i need to go into the next episode this episode was amazing and i i'm loving this show so much and it's right on time because i feel like this will be ending and then the new season of these shows that we always watch will start so it'll it'll be something to look forward to every week so i will end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi out that was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I'm glad you're really liking this season. Um, I just finished the book. I said I was going to finish it last week. I did finish last week. Um, so I know all of the Rose Walker story. Ooh, that's a really good story. I can't wait to get <laughs> this season's going to be good. Now that I finished it completely, um, there was one story arc I wasn't particularly like, I want to see them go to hell. I think they'll do a good job when they go to hell. I think they're going to change some of the things that are going to be done in hell, which is probably going to be like going to make me like the hell storyline a little bit more. But man, I can't wait for episode 
what is i think it's number five that's my episode i already know that's gonna be my episode because we finally meet one of my favorite characters um but i i'm glad that you're liking where it's at now because then then you're definitely gonna like exactly where this goes because it goes pretty fucking trippy especially when we get to the john burgess of it all uh i don't know if you listen to the spoiler section but um this is from dc comics that's all i'll say uh, <laughs> I, i'm saying uh, a lot i don't know what's going on with that that was not real constantine in legend i don't know who that guy was i don't acknowledge him as a constantine the same way i don't acknowledge what other character i was like that's not my i don't know who that man is that's somebody not just not my president it was a it was an actual character in a television show and they redid on like i don't know who that is i do not claim any part of that uh the one from the movie i think is the best constantine i thought the doom patrol one was i and i don't yeah you're correct you didn't like him but i thought for his first introduction it was more spot on to the constantine that i know but the guy that did it in the books uh, the audiobook i thought that was really good the dreaming is morpheus's realm he is given many names though you're gonna hear kaiku kaiku but he's he's uh, (laughs) a the dreaming is just his realm he's lord of the dreams morpheus there's another one that i keep forgetting but he has he has a lot of titles that he goes through just because time and culture they call him by different things i think that once you're possessed by a demon in this world canon it seems as if it's a done deal or it could be a done deal but the idea that they could exactly end up in this situation is why constantine didn't want the back blow she's like nah i ain't fucking doing no shit for the royals that's they're gonna get mad and i'm not gonna get paid because i'm gonna end up killing someone or someone inadvertently dies i think that was part of it and yes rick the vic was erica the vicar i forgot they don't call him priests over there they well they do they do call him priests i actually heard one call a priest in a documentary she did leave her for six months i still don't know her name and the sand yes she became a slave to her dreams and unfortunately that means that she didn't take care of herself correct morpheus cannot resurrect but he could have ended her suffering his idea was that he wasn't going to end her suffering something he doesn't do but um he put her into a very deep sleep so that when she that so that she died basically um but you are absolutely correct they would not uh, be on each other's realms and he does he even said that in his voiceover like even if i could grant you i wouldn't but i i have no way to grant you immortality or any of that shit uh oswald Patton, i believe is his name or Patton oswald one or the other that's the the actor playing the raven and i had reservations and i must say he did a really good job because i was like this voice i don't know i don't know about this guy but i was pleasantly surprised and then lastly i had on here for a point you said morpheus i don't know any other morpheus than in uh in the same as you i'm right with you 
as far as morpheus in, in that matrix i don't know any other version oh last thing lucian is just a librarian in the books but she seems to have gotten an upgrade in the show <laughs> so i like that change the fact that she is a little bit the mother hen of him that she takes care of him even when he doesn't want to take care of himself i think that he's annoyed at her meddling he's probably not used to it but i think it's he's coming back to a i think that just goes into him coming back to a new status quo like you pointed out he's not used to dealing with humans and you know needing to work with them he's usually i command and people do what he says he's a god but that's not the the reception he's getting and he has to navigate these waters for the first time and uh let's make it for an enchanting little tale here thank you queen mimi for your thoughts on the this episode and i look forward to your thoughts on the next last and certainly not least we have queen shy hey christina it's me shy i am here to give my feedback for the sandman episode three i am enjoying this series so far um, fortunately i missed out on giving feedback in the last episode but I enjoy that one too. I don't remember too much of what happened now because it's been a minute. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <coughs> sorry. But as for this one, um, we basically stick with um, two storylines in this one, which I'm appreciative of because um, just like Mimi and I'm sure I've said in my previous feedback for episode one, I'm not familiar with the story, these characters and what's going on so um for me just uh taking um delving more into characters um and not having too much going on it's, it's fine with me so um so we got to meet constantine the new um character for this one and um yeah i'm i've listened to your previous podcast and like you that's the only reason i even heard of this character is through the legends of tomorrow um i've heard the character's name i think he might have been in a crossover or something i'm not sure yeah i think he was in the crisis on infinite earth crossover so that's the only reason i know him i mean that's my only introduction to this character and all that stuff so um yes we saw that she was um gender um bent in this one and i mean i guess it's a double-edged sword um whether or not you read the read the stories or you didn't read the stories um whether or not it's to your advantage or disadvantage or whatever the case may be um you know for me i'm always going into these things blind so um i you know normally i don't know <clears throat> what's going to happen what's the, what the author has in mind for what's going to happen with these characters to have any expectations um i know that you're we're pretty excited about this constantine or constantine um dynamic with uh dreamer or morpheus however you want to call them and so <clears throat> i personally enjoyed it uh i thought they they 
it came across as, um, you know, having good chemistry and the back and forth was good. And um, yes, we can, yeah, we can see whatever. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know how they are in the, in the story. So uh, I just know this the show depicted it very well. Um, I liked her. I thought um, she's a little... <laughs> Um, she's brash, she's bold, she's, you know, don't give two, she doesn't have two fucks to give, and, um, I think if I remember correctly, that's kind of how he, the character in the Crisis storyline was, but I don't remember, but anyway, um, so, yes, this one, I like their dynamic, um, even though we only got this episode to be introduced to her and her her storyline and with her niece which I thought was really sad because I'm like girl why are you not listening to your aunt she told you to stay your butt behind like oh my gosh are you serious like why would you run in there obviously something crazy is going on um and she told you to stay so I was like when I saw her running there I was like really really um so that's Astra that's her name so then, of course, I'm like, Dad, are you serious? You're you're summoning demons with your child for fun. <laughs> so, uh, like, this family is uh is different. So okay. Um, but again, I don't know her backstory, and I, I guess the family it's a family business. So, <clears throat> well, he's actually summoning the demons, and she exercises the demons. So, I'm guessing I don't know whatever. Um. So we meet her again when she's called. She's called in um, by a priest who um, has the princess, who she thinks is the one that's possessed. Come to find out, it's the fiance, and some demon comes out of him, which is cold, totally, totally nasty. Um, I forget that they did it call him by name. Don't remember. Um, but uh, Dreamer was like, you know, don't do it, don't do it. I guess he wanted information out of him, or it was this. Or it's just it was a bad idea to um, banish him back to hell. Um, so um, that might come back to bite everybody in the butt because he said, you know, you made a mistake. You shouldn't have done that. Um, and she's like, oh, well, I'm getting my money. So, <laughs> so, um, so there's that. And then we're introduced to her girlfriend when they're trying to get the sand um, Rachel, which I thought was sad, um, of course, is, you know, messed up on, um, Johanna's part that she just dipped out without a word and just left her stuff. It's just like, you couldn't just, you know, while she was at work, go back. I mean, not that that was any better, you know, that was just as messed up, but I'm like, geez, I mean, you just disappear. You left all your trash. To me, that's worse than... You know, if you came home, I mean, if the person came home one day and all your stuff was gone, at least they, I mean, you're still a coward, you're still an ass, but at least they know that you left, you know, you left them. Like, instead of, you know, they don't know what the hell happened to you when you just disappear off the face of the earth. Um, so that's crazy. But then I'm like, did she disappear off the face of the earth? Because the priest could find her to exercise the demon for that princess. Um, so I'm not sure. Kind of confusing that point. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I'm not like, uh, yeah, after a while, you're like, oh, I guess, uh, I mean, she must have had some point figured out that she was, she just left instead of 
um, something happened to her. Um, so that was cool. I, I'm like, uh, what's her name? Ethel. I'm like, really, bitch? I know you didn't give that dude the amulet of protection. Is that what that thing's called? Like, your son's crazy, ma'am. Uh, why would you give him that? Um, you just said he killed people when he had the ruby. And he don't sound right in the head now. Um, I know you love your son, but he's cray-cray. And yet you're going to give him something that where he can't die? And so, <laughs> out of mother's guilt? And I'm like, or because you want him to give, like, do you really think he's going to give it to him? He's going to, I don't know. I mean, I don't know this character like that, but um, so far my introduction to him doesn't sound like he's of sound mind and body where he's going to go get this ruby and say, here you go, um, dreamer. Here, here it is. But maybe, I don't know. But now we got Corinthian who's in the know on what's going on and seems like john is more susceptible to be persuaded to do things uh to in the corinthians favor unlike the mother so i'm like oh gosh this is going down a bad direction i understand you know wanting to see the best in our kids but sometimes we gotta call a spade a spade if you know you <laughs> you know who your son is he that's who he is you know there's i, I just i didn't understand that of course, the scenes with the guards trying to shoot him was gross. Um, he just walks out. I, I'm just like, I can't. I got a mentally unstable person roaming the streets with a amulet of protection where he can't be killed. Not a good, not, not good, not good. So um, very curious about where this is leading. So I'm excited to see the rest of um, Dreamers um, peoples. Um, we've only... And, and then, of course, I forgot Matthew. He's got his new raven. Um, he was like a smart aleck. And I guess in his old life, and he cracked me up with this, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to hell. And he's like, oh, yeah, about that. Let me go talk to Lucian real quick. <laughs> and he's like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go to hell. Um, so um, I thought that was, I don't know if that's accurate to the story, uh, but I enjoyed it. Um, so... But yeah, I, I mean, it seems like things are starting to pick up. We're getting more characters, and I don't know if we're going to get Constantine again. Seems like she said goodbye, but I don't know. Um, so it should be all. I'm sure she meant to say goodbye, but something's going to draw her back into it. So maybe that's how this is going to go. Because you, you, you made it sound like they had quite a story, and this seemed pretty short <laughs> of a story. Um, so. All right, that's all I got. I'm at my limit. So until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Shy. Thank you, Queen Shy, with your thoughts on this episode. I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Um, so only a few things that, that I didn't already clarify either earlier. Um, the Raven is not, that might be in part two. It comes back, but not in this particular fashion because Lucien does not. <laughs> does not have this authority to pull someone that was human and died and change them into a raven so that's definitely new i get what you mean though your expectations because you've already read the source material versus don't read the source material so you don't have those same expectations uh yeah that's sometimes why i wish like right now i'm part of me i could go finish i got halfway through um 
what house of dragon is based off of and now part of me is like do i just want to just jump into this and not know <laughs> would it be better if i just more enjoyable if i did not know what was coming uh so that is definitely a a bummer it's one thing if they make it and you've already read it <laughs> then you you know but if it's out and you haven't read it you might as well just jump into the show version at least that's my my two cents on it but as far as thank you for remembering her name was rachel because we could not rachel and that's why i wanted to remember her name because it's like this is such a uh, <laughs> a common name she did say that she called all of her exes and they basically told her to move on because this is what she does so she has a pattern of this type of behavior her ex did move on and my guess is she went through her things was throwing them out or putting them away found the sand and unfortunately ended up in this situation uh so there's that guilt once again from constantine not only with her niece i forgot to mention that that was her niece i kept saying girl yes that was her niece um what happened to her and you know look what happened to someone else that she cared about and it all it almost reinforces exactly what like yeah i'm lonely i'm gonna want to be with people and gravitate towards them and have relationships but then every time that happens something something's bound to happen to destroy that so i'd rather have as much as it as i can before that reality comes crashing down versus never having it it's not okay but i can see one thinking that way and yeah i do think you need to send a note but she's a coward (laughs) uh i would have at least sent a text or something damn you're right like i didn't know if you were dead in the hospital you ain't you didn't send nothing a postcard uh as far as ethel cripps this was different in the books because she just died and that's why i said i think that her her effects came to him and that's how he obtained it but i know she had just died there was no interaction between the two because he was locked up in a pretty popular insane asylum in a place called gotham <laughs> and thus yeah there's not much going on in the spoiler section so that's not throwing too much out there they can't use the dc property for this so unfortunately we don't get that big connective tissue to the whole dc series but that's part of why it's connected to dc (laughs) so that's where john was chilling out he was in he was in arkham he actually has this and that's why it's it's a shorter story arc um well his is they've decided to interweave it but it made this episode it did feel shorter as far as you know you're like oh this is only one 38 minute episode for this whole story arc yeah because you're not seeing a constantine again that's not a spoiler that's just the facts <laughs> you're not gonna see constantine again unless they change it in the show um but because he's got so many other problems um <laughs> that revisiting some of these other characters is not gonna unless he does it book two now, i haven't read book two so there could there's another half of this condominium that i did not read but as far as in this season you're not going to see constantine again but in the book version it's a lot more you get a lot more in the head of constantine about the things that are haunting him he has these conversations it's just i think it was only over a couple of chapters it felt but it, as far as arcs like they're all mini arcs you're not going to get like a whole <laughs> um 
and even that i think it was still maybe three or four chapters i think one of the biggest longest chapters is with uh john burgess uh and then the hugest chunk also goes to the ending story so no we're still in the it, it was the first story when i jumped in after him getting back to the dreaming that really sucked me into the actual book so maybe i have a just a, a affinity for it for that particular reason uh but this isn't like no it's good these are not these are small potato types of events uh in comparison to all of the other shit he's about to deal with <laughs> so i'll keep mum about it but you will definitely uh if you're liking it already and we're still on the human side of things you're really gonna like where uh, you know i think mimi said that you said the same thing introducing these new characters you are gonna get a lot more i think yeah i'm pretty sure you're gonna get one kaiku <laughs> i need to stop doing it i need to stop doing it but i cannot resist <laughs> and if they don't do it in the show you're just gonna be like why the fuck does she keep going kaiku but anyone who's read the audio book will know exactly why i keep doing that also i did i already said that that kaiku is another name for morpheus so yeah should be popping off in hell next week should be popping popping off i i can't wait to hear your thoughts on the next episode if you want to send feedback for the next one as well black at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.